writing a message right there. Can you? I can't read the messages. Can you? Good morning, and we're glad to have you with us. I know we're running into a little bit of challenge with our uh, YouTube folks, so there was some unexpected changes that happened yesterday, and uh, we're trying to adjust. So if you are on, Did you already uh, explain the problem? No. <laughs> so go ahead. Oh, the... Uh, well, anyway, get the word out that we are back up on Zoom. I think you're admitting people now. Is that... You're able to admit them? No. No? Okay, have no idea what happened, honestly. Made one change in one area and it changed everything and it was supposed to heater? just be, yes, and the heater was not turned off. Okay. This is a fun day. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> we, will, uh, we will be going just shortly here. All right, so actually, here, let's um, look at Gil Hodges pastored for seven years, then entrepreneured 15 businesses and five corporations over the next 17 years. He entered Marketplace Ministry and started Christian Business Intersection for Christian business leaders. In 2015, he merged ministries with his wife, Adina, to start Kingdom Equipping Center. Center. Yeah, there's a, it's a delay, it's like a minute and a half. <laughs> Hey, right. this is a comedy of errors morning. I, because I was trying to get over to the uh, PowerPoint. PowerPoint. And anyway, it's there a good it thing. is. It's a good thing we're family. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just curious, those of you on Zoom, raise your hand if you got in through a password. If you had to use a password to get in. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping... We're trying to fix it, but... Uh, that shouldn't be the case. Now, it says there are 11. Are there others that... Because um, that should be changed at this point. But I think, I think what happens is once the meeting is started... Once it, it starts? Yeah. <clears throat> We'd have to shut it down and restart it. Okay. Okay. Well, get the word out that... Um, so, we were going to make a change for next week. Um... But I was thinking maybe we shouldn't because Adina and I aren't even going to be here. Uh, we will have a guest speaker next week. Uh, Larry McKnight will be joining us here as a guest speaker next week. So that, uh, that'll be exciting. You don't want to miss that because Larry, uh, I think some of you have seen him. He is a, a, a blessing to the movement, and I, I love what he has to share. So um, trying to just 
come in for a landing here to figure out what we're supposed to be doing at this point. Well, it looks like our Zoomers are starting to come in. So sorry about the springing the password code on you. Um, so what happened is yesterday after we got done with the worldwide gathering of ecclesias, we had talked about that next week we would just do, a, or next month, we would do an open worldwide gathering of ecclesias, which means anybody could join <clears throat> with camera like you are now. Yet to do that, you either have to do a waiting room or you have to do a password. And there's likely to be over 100 people on that next month. And I don't want to sit there and be trying to admit every single person that comes in. So I set it up for a password just on that one. And I actually set it up for just that one. And somehow it changed everything throughout. So, And I didn't know it until this morning. <laughs> All right, so we're going to carry on here but again if you are if you know somebody that's normally on here might let them know we will use that same password though ecclesia with a capital e when we and we may start doing that from now on that way people can jump on anytime and because i know some people have had had to sit a little while uh, because we're busy on this end and not able to get everybody admitted so john and evelyn yeah i see you guys good, good. and are they ho co-hosts to help okay <clears throat> yeah. Let me just go to the next slide here, and then you can have the mouse. There you go. <laughs> we uh, we missed interesting dynamics with you last week, but we're grateful. Uh, Tom and Diane do such a good job, and yeah, and uh, Ellen and Marianne. So, uh, and my phone's on. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody should turn their silence their phones. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what a morning. This has been pretty special. Uh, anyway, we're so glad to have you guys on and um, everybody here. And, and we didn't get one set up upstairs, so um, those of you who normally watch upstairs uh, might have to come down here. Uh, come down to the underground church, the underground gathering. Okay, I'm still trying to figure out where we're going with things. Uh, all right, so Adina and I here, are here this week. Uh, Adina was going to be gone next week, and I was going to be here, but things have changed to where now I'm, I'm going to be gone for a while, unless, <laughs> unless Father has other plans that I'm not fully aware of. Um, I'm, I'm taking a trip down to Panama, so it if was... anybody uh, is from Panama... Or knows anybody in Panama, would love to connect while I'm down there. I'm going to have about 10 days to myself, and I'm not going to get into the whole long story of passports and having to get in under the three-month <laughs> rule and all that stuff. But um, So I'm going to be there working from Panama <clears throat> for the next 20 days. <laughs> three Sundays. Not what I expected. So um, I may or may not be here next week, depending on um, you know what goes on in the world and flights and... So we shall see. But Larry McKnight will be our guest speaker next week, one way or another. <laughs> yes. Even if Adina is here, he's going to be the speaker. Uh, are, are we good now? I think so. Do you are want we to settled do, in? Do you want to do the announcements to kind of okay. calm things down and then we can Why go Why don't you worship? go ahead? I'm going to just rest. <laughs> You're going to rest? <laughs> with expectancy. With yes. expectancy. <laughs> All right. You want to put up that slide? So just uh, all of you know, we have the Restoration Encounters coming up February 14 to 21. It's going to be an amazing time. We still have some openings. 
And so if you feel fa Father is leading you, please let us know right away. And then we have immersion retreat coming up in Sedona, Arizona. We still have openings there as well. Would love to have you join us and excited to see, you know, what Father has for us there, not just for uh, our own benefit and blessing, but in the land um, and in that portal. And then Alabama. So Alabama's getting close to being full, not quite, but if you're thinking about coming to Alabama, we'd love to see you. Uh, Daniel Jedediah Cook will be there sharing on the Hebrew Living Letters and much, much more, as well as our usual crew. So, all right. Okay, so um, this is not one of our normal titles. <clears throat> we kind of squeezed a bunch into one. But the power of expectancy <clears throat> versus expectation. Now, if you guys haven't been watching um, or been on the KT community, I encourage you to get on there. You can go to our website. Um, there's, a, there's a menu item, KT community. Click on that. It's free. You'll have to sign up if you haven't already signed up. But once you have signed up, then uh, you can get in and you can go to the topics. And, and I started a morning conversations session where I've been just sharing the thoughts the Father gives me as I sit out and watch the sunrise. It's been an absolute blessing. But this one on expectancy and expectation has been really, really powerful. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today, as well as actively waiting and resting. Because when we talk about resting and... Um, you know, waiting on the Lord. We're not talking about sitting on the couch and eating potato chips hey, until He does something. Good. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. There's there's activity to that, and um, I really, you know, for me, it's I can say it's a little frustrating because we are not talking about passivity at all. Yeah. But I also am not talking about just going out and doing whatever you think is right to do without checking with the Father, because we've gone over this and over this and over this and over this and over this that you can go out and do what you think is right, but it's very possible Father has a better plan. And if you're not willing to listen to him, I don't know what to say. You know, we really, and we're all guilty of doing it to some degree or another, but I'm just saying the principle needs to be a high level of, um, uh, you know, value for us, that we would value the idea of ask the Father. It's the third plumb line, ask the Father. Jesus did not do anything unless he asked the Father to make sure that the Father was doing what, he, what it was that he was thinking to do. So we need to really be uh, diligent about asking the Father and not just going out and doing. So I, I feel like there's a little discrepancy between... Um, <clears throat> go ahead and go to both of us. There's a little discrepancy between, you know, the, those that feel like, um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing stuff in the earth, which we are too. But we're not doing it until we see what the Father's doing. And I think it's so, so important that we really get this principle that we go to see what the Father's doing. If you're better than Jesus, then go ahead and just do whatever you want to do. But if you're, you know, you know, striving to be like him, that's the one thing. Jesus said work. You know, in John chapter 6, he said, if you want to work at something, work at believing. Work at being like him. So if we want to do that, then we need to be following his example. And that example was that he did not go and do whatever he felt like doing. He checked in with the Father, and he did what the Father was doing. And that's the only thing he did. He didn't do more Do you or see less. how passionate he is? He, it, it was just an, an announcement slide about what we're going to share today. <laughs> I, I was beginning to wonder. I thought, well, maybe he's going into teaching now instead of, uh, instead of worship. <laughs> 
So. Okay. All right. I yes. I am. It's been a crazy morning. So. <laughs> and and the thing is, you know, do we do it perfectly? Absolutely not. But it's just the principle that we would value the principle of asking the Father first, and and just do our best to do that and get into the habit of asking Father first. So um, anyway. Everybody, take a deep breath. <laughs> Relax. Rest. I'm excited about what we're sharing today. Yes. So. And so I think it's I think it's time for us to enter in. <laughs> we weren't already in. We were already in. <laughs> All right. Father, we just thank you for who you are and that we are in you. And we just shift our focus to rest in you, to who you are. And we've come with expectancy to see what you have for us today. inviting us onto his lap. Yes, we can all fit there. <laughs> Just seeing us melting into his heart. This is where it's all at. Facebook or YouTube would love to see your comments in the chat in the comment section in YouTube and Facebook. If you're on Zoom, please just go ahead and unmute and go ahead and share with us what the Father's giving to you. And if you're in the house, step up to the mic, please. asking right now for your frequency of love, peace, and joy to permeate this room, this house, and everything that leads out from us in the cyber network on Zoom and Facebook and YouTube, and that wherever it goes, it would expand just as our, our spirits can expand to fill a room, to fill a region that even on the fibers of the network, it would expand to fill the regions, to fill the land, 
frequency of love and joy and peace. Just in this place in the Father's heart as he's revealing more to us symbolically who we are, um, I was seeing Gil as uh, the, the word that came was God's fiery arrow. And I saw myself uh, as this flower that was blooming more and more. Um, so feel free to share what Father's revealing to you about your identity today. says, yes, dear, you did choose to be on earth at this particular time. everyone to with your spirit just press out the love the joy the peace just press it out into the regions into the rooms into the areas that you're in just use that love and joy and peace that is already in you that you already are and just begin to push that out push that out for others to receive we're not pushing it on to anybody we're pushing it out to make it available for others to receive it if they would like it. Just see yourself pressing it out into your city, and into your regions, maybe specific places that Father's showing you to press it into, to press it over to so that they have access. It is light that is pushing out darkness, but people have to choose what they want to walk in. says he says I am his precious treasure yes we agree
when, when at the beginning when we were sitting on, on God's lap, uh, there was just a, a deep breath and a, and a comfort that he is, he is uh, in control. And um, I've been uh, stressed out lately and uh, dealing with different things, but it was just a time to just really exhale and just know that we're taken care of. Yes, so good. And Lynn shares, you are the light in the generational darkness. Yes. I saw a mountain, rock mountain, and it was like on the left, and there was a sunrise coming up with the beautiful, beautiful colors over the land. Wow, that's beautiful, Maxine. I just feel such excitement from the Father. In the earth, it may seem like chaos and craziness and all kinds of uncertainty but there is no uncertainty with the father and he is just beaming with joy and expectancy of what is to come this is the most amazing time to be alive in the earth right now and we were chosen to be part of it Regina Lisa shares. I heard Father say, like when Israel was delivered from Egypt, that we are being drawn away by him as a treasured possession and living crystal gemstones. My color is green. Wow. Jeannie hmm. hmm. says, Father, as a massive wave tsunami crashing in people's hearts. It's hard love, desire for all humanity. It's his love, <laughs> desire for all humanity. And Sheila says, focus on absorbing and retaining the new light. Yes, that is beautiful. Uh, Regina Thank says, you. Father asked, can you hug me? I replied, I can try. <laughs> Papa and I entwined my spirit with his, and he welcomed my soul to be present. And it wrapped around him, and he showed me as a vine growing and expanding. That is beautiful. Love that. Kathy says, I see a large room filled with living prisms vibrating in harmony with the sound of the music, releasing a deep, deep calm. Holy Spirit drawing us into rest. Yes, we agree. Peggy says, release the joy and laughter from your belly. Yes, yes, yes.
flooding my spirit. I agree, an amazing time to be alive on the planet. Zoom says, focus on absorbing and retaining the new light. Take notice. That's good. <clears throat> Angela says, I keep hearing the song called, We Are One in the Spirit, We Are One in the Lord, by Frisk Luft. Sharon says, I saw myself pushing out the negative and filling the area with love, laughter, and a lot of encouragement. That is beautiful. else just falls away. The cares, the concerns, the uncertainty, as we just rest in who he is. Rosemary shares, I've been singing new songs unaware. New words are just flowing from my mouth. Just encourage you, if Father is giving you a new song, just release it. Lori shares, the wave of his glory is being released into the earth and we are safe in the ark of his presence. Yes. And on Zoom says, each of us is a vibrant tree of life soaking the energy of the next age, full of fruit. He is making all things new, making the tree good. It's beautiful. Paulina shares, I was with the Father in a beautiful meadow with a warm sun shining. I was filled with great joy. We together started tossing up in the air all kinds of beautiful flowers. Are we the beautiful flowers? Wow. reports I agree Sheila this week I had an encounter with father in the realm of light concerning this I was to absorb light and push out any darkness the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot extinguish it it's beautiful 
delist as observe your change of heart towards your perceived opponents, love and new compassion towards those not yet able to see. Yes, in agreement with that. Amy shares, I see a lighthouse. The light is growing brighter and brighter as his ecclesia is maturing and our light is going out, drawing all men to him. You know, I'm not sure if everyone's aware how things are working um, on the technical side, but um, do encourage you on Zoom, uh, if you are brave enough to go ahead and share your comments rather than writing them. Um, there's about 25 to 30 people on Zoom right now, but there's also, and these people don't get to see it when you write it, there's also about 50 to 55 currently on YouTube, and there's about... I don't know, 15 to 20 on Facebook. So we got all these different avenues. And then we've got about 15 to 20 people here in the house and they don't get to see what you write. And um, so I encourage you, especially on Zoom, to go ahead and, and uh, unmute and just share your thoughts if you want to. But if you have to write it, that's okay too. But I just wanted to let you know, not everybody gets to see what you're writing. And I thank you, John, for reading some of those. Appreciate that very much. He says, Father is showing his immense frequencies of love like the giant magnet drawing all things back to himself, recording all things back to himself. It's mm. beautiful. And actually, if we could put up um, Dorette's <laughs> flagging right now, I just feel there's a significance to being able to see um, what she is releasing with those banners that's mm -hmm. like that that whirlwind of his glory of his fire of his passion his peace and his delight so just encourage you step into that harmonizing my frequency with the love song flowing in on the currents of heaven. As I see the whirlwind, there is a mountain behind it, and inside I can see a, a big house. And as other people were speaking, the lady with the the lighthouse, I could see that the lighthouse was in it. So whatever it is that we want to partake in, I think that we bring that into the whirlwind. Mm. Thank you, Maxine. Thank you.
feel like in this swirl of his presence and of his glory that this may be where Father has us take communion. And I feel like our trade today is trading into his certainty. He is a firm foundation. And so if you have been feeling unsettled about things, this is a place to trade into the solid rock of who he is. So you can do that with the link online if it's showing um, or at kingdomtalksmedia.com or kingdomequippingcenter.com. I just see us releasing our, our giving into this swirl of glory. And it's creating a solid foundation for us. And so again, if you have felt kind of shaky lately, this is the place where Father wants to release to you that firm foundation. So if you haven't got the elements, go ahead and um, grab the elements for communion. Just be asking the Father how he wants you to trade or to give. about just staying in that place of peace and rest. I feel like some of you want to trade in, but you you feel like, oh, I can't. I just, I don't. And as you've thought about that and focused on that, it's like you've gotten in that shaky place again. And Father is just like, it's okay. Just rest in me. Trust in me your focus on me. I am your provision. So as we take the bread, 
Father, where do you want to take us to partake of the bread, to take part in the body, to take part in the oneness? Where do you want to take us? And I sense and feel that he's taking each one of you to a different place, a place of his choosing for you and him, and Yeshua, Holy Spirit, and maybe some others that you're going to join with as you partake of the body. And to understand that as we partake of this body, that in this, in this season, we are partaking of the oneness. That we are again submitting and committing ourselves to the oneness father is the one that we submit to and we commit ourselves to and in turn he commits to helping us understand who we are in him we have a special valuable place each and every one of you have a special and valuable place in his body that he has created you for so if you're ready to step into that place that he has given to you in his body and to be one with all, with everyone else and everything else, go ahead and take and eat. quite how to describe it, but here in this swirl of his glory and his presence, I felt like he poured out the blood into the swirl until we were completely surrounded. But then I also saw like as we drink, that it becomes this swirl within us around and in our DNA, transforming us, transfiguring us into his glory more and more and more. So if you want to receive the fullness of that swirling of glory within you and around you, go ahead and take the cup. that you'd like to share, please um, go ahead again. 
again on Zoom and unmute, Facebook and YouTube, go ahead and write it in the chat. And if you're in the house, come up to the mic. What is Father giving to you to share with the body today? Regina says, this is from earlier, I can see the fire from Dorette's flags and feel the breeze they are creating. Yes. I'm getting some of our government DNA is being activated this week in particular. It's beautiful. Thank you, Sheila. Jeannie on Zoom says, in the massive swirl, I also saw how lethargy was being traded for a great awakening. Mm. Awesome. Like that. Mary shares, I'm in the swirl too. He is drawing us so much closer and rapidly to him. Yes. Emma says, the water is fresh and we enter in the spring. like the swirl was expanding um, with the blood of Yeshua in it to encompass the whole earth and we just speak life blessing wholeness stability into the earth we just say that the disruptions right now are making the way for the firm foundation of the kingdom of God to be established disrupted that his economy is unending that's yes. right we that's agree very good. thank you sheila nolan um i saw james the brother of jesus and i saw that he was here to kind of like to help us make a transition into to more union with him and I just, you know, I just kind of felt this frequency like he's just helping us move to kind of like, you know, instead of viewing like Jesus, he's over there. Jesus, you know, he's this really awesome guy who's our savior. But, you know, and just anybody who is really kind of needing, I mean, I think everybody, you know, we all need that frequency of really engaging in just a deeper union. You know, we're his, we're his family, we're his blood, and, and really we are him here on the earth. And uh, yeah, and I was just, I was seeing his, his, uh, the river of his blood just running through as we took communion. It's really beautiful. Mm, Love that. Thank you, Nolan. So good. Peggy says, I saw as we joined into the blood of Christ, we were all um, microscopically swirling into the bloodstream of Father. <laughs> so I have to share this, this uh, vision I had. I mean, this was like in the beginning when we were just starting in this movement and, um, we were on another trip, traveling ministry trip, and um, uh, I was driving, and just, you know, I had this desire. Dina was doing something else, well, you know, in the passenger seat, but I was driving. I'm like, I want to be closer to you, Father. Is there any way to be closer? I'd crawled into his lap. I'd been in his heart. I said, is there any way 
to be more united with you? And he said, sure. And both of us, you know, because I was standing there talking to him, and both of us just went into like a molecular level structure, and this whirlwind just mixed us up to where we became one at the molecular level, or it might have been at the atomic level, I have no idea, but it just, <laughs> this oneness was so incredible. And, and I just see that, you know, so many people are experiencing that, that they want to be closer, they want to be one. So Kathy shares, as we partook of his blood, it formed an impenetrable shield all around us, blocking out all hate, disunity, and violence. Yes. Amen. Mary said, it's really been like a roller coaster, but we are safe. Enjoy the ride. Yes. And Regina says, Father said we would take communion in the bridal chamber. I found myself dressed as a bride under a hoopah, the swirl around me, as I ate the fullness of oneness settling into my form. It's beautiful. And Rosemary shares, thank you. Flags are beautiful and bring those waves of his glory ever closer, touching DNA. So the swirl is reminding me of a picture of a galaxy and um, I just felt like we hold the galaxies in our heart and that there's yeah. a scripture that says like the cosmos is in our heart. So um, I just felt like brooding over that and releasing love into that galaxy. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary. good. Thank you. It's beautiful. Lori says, I see the four winds being released from the storehouse of heaven, winds of change. And as the winds meet, there is a mighty whirlwind swirl, which stirs up the waters. That's good. Wow, I love that. Good, good, good. Can you go to Dorette again? I want just to see those flags. that I to me they represent the fire and water and it seems to me like fire and water in the natural are opposites you can't have them together but yet in the father um, I actually made some flags that were fire and water together and I believe there's some significance to that today I, um, <laughs> even before you spoke, Adina, it was so interesting. The, the father was telling me that it's the fire burning up the dross and bringing his glory, and the water was the washing of regeneration that he's doing on this earth. And this is, this is like the doorway to the Great Awakening. I mean, when Dorette was flagging, I remember the flags um, at the ministry school I teach at, and, and when people took photographs of it, they actually didn't see the flags. It was actual fire. Wow. It was crazy. It was, yeah. Sometimes when you take photographs of the supernatural, those light orbs, I mean, you can yeah. really see them. You can't see them with your natural eye, but you can see them with somehow uh, photography or iPhones catch it. And so, yeah, this is the glory of God with his fire coming to wash earth yes <laughs> love yes, that yes thank, thank you, you. open the door for the great awakening it's absolutely just absolutely <laughs> absolutely 
shift into um, our conversation. The I just want to share a few things, I guess. Um, you know, the round table is on its way. I understand, what did you say there? It's two more words that are left. <laughs> two more words of the round table left. They're, they're being etched in, they're being burnt into the table. So um, excited to, to see it. I've seen, seen it in progress, but um, it's gonna be awesome to have it here. And I just wanna say thank you to Tom, who is uh, doing uh, most of the work on that. And I think Nolan now is helping out as well. We've got a team uh, of burners. Labor of love, because <laughs> it takes a lot of work. It's been awesome. It has been. However, it doesn't prevent us from starting to move into that phase where we begin to have the conversations. Because what we want to do is start the conversations now. We don't have to wait any longer. And the conversations are so important because in so many areas, so many people have so many different perspectives on just one thing. <laughs> and oftentimes it's good and it's the perspective of, of a father. But other times it's stuff that we just don't know because we haven't had the conversation. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. And so we're gonna start talking about things and bringing it out into the open. And the thing is, if we want to get down, I, I feel like we, we have levels of truth that we're sitting upon right now. But as we have these conversations, it's gonna be more solidified and those levels of truth are gonna go deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where there's nothing that can shake it because it's on such a deep foundation of truth that what's going on up here is not gonna be able to be shaken because it's on that foundation of truth. So the conversation I, I believe is extremely important as we move forward. And some of it is we, we have to check our ego at the door. We have to check our pride at the door because if we don't, what's gonna happen is rather than having a conversation, it's gonna be more of a, maybe a gentle, kind argument <laughs> where somebody or somebody's are trying to prove their point rather than search for truth together. So the difference in that would be questions that are seeking to find truth, where people on both sides or on all sides are asking questions to help find truth versus asking questions that are, you know, here's a little jab, did you get that one? Here's a little jab, did you get that one? <laughs> <clears throat> so we have to just get to that place where, no, I don't need to prove my point. What I really want is truth because Yeshua, he is the truth. That's what I really want. I don't want to be proven right only to find out that I was really wrong. How many of you have been in that place? I mean, as a pastor of a specific denomination, I was definitely in that place where I was proving everybody wrong because I had the right answers. But in the end, it really wasn't the truth. And that was a big disillusionment to me. And it's also what kind of set the foundation for realizing that if we don't have open conversations, if we're not able to check our ego and our pride at the door so that we can actually talk about things and get down to the bottom of it, then all we're going to do is continue to have arguments where, you know, somebody's got to... And, and here's the thing. If, if you feel like you have to be proven right, it's likely you really don't have your identity in Christ. That's a big, big statement. Because if you have your identity in Christ, in Yeshua, if you know who you are in God, then you're going to be searching for truth. You're not going to have to find value in belittling somebody else and proving yourself to be right. Because that's usually what's happening, is if we don't have our, our identity in Christ, then we're trying to prove ourselves and prove our value and prove that we're worth something by proving we're right. 
And if we're found out to be wrong, well, oh no, now we think we're a fraud. Now we think, you know, that nobody's going to like us because we are not right. Well, no, the, the proof is in the fact that if you have your identity in Christ, you can't be shaken. And I, I don't want to add into that because the, the beauty of doing it together is each of us have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So this is Gil's perspective. Like what I would say is I think one of the deepest needs of the human heart is to be heard yeah. and to be understood. And so sometimes in the conversation, we're just wanting to be heard and understood. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that... Um, when someone is, is pushing or fighting for something, it could be pride, but it could also be just someone crying out to say, would someone hear my heart? Okay, and here begins the conversation. So again, not trying to prove one thing one way or the other, uh, but part of, my, part of what I'm trying to say, and we're all on the journey, so I'm not there. You know, I'm in the same place where sometimes I find myself trying to be heard, when in reality, if I were completely content and you know, with my identity in Christ then I don't, I don't even need to be heard because my value is in him. It's not in whether I'm heard or not. But again, we're all on this journey. And so I do see a place where what you're saying is, is important. If I'm trying to get a point across and I don't feel like I'm being heard, then again, hopefully I can keep my pride and my ego checked at the door. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I don't I don't think I'm quite being heard the way, you know, I'm not getting my point across the way I'd like to. So we're going to have to figure out language. How do we, what language do we use in order to make our statements and say, well, wait a minute, I don't think you got my point without getting our ego and everything involved. Um, you know, people say, well, that's passion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about if we add pride, ego, and pain? Yeah. Because sometimes I think people are wanting to share and they've been shut down so much that it's not coming from, I'm trying to put someone else down. It's just a cry of the heart from their pain to say, I want to be heard. I need to be heard. I want to be understood. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you agree with me or not. This the deepest things in my heart. So here's the thing is checking pain and pride and ego at the door whole lot easier said than done we realize that but we got to start practicing and we have to have grace 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 for one another because i guarantee as we're doing this we will i guarantee you we will see people that are trying to come to the table to have a conversation but something's in the way whether it be pride pain ego you know and, and there's probably a number of other things that it may be that come that is brought to the table as well we have to do our best in being willing to let that be exposed and, and, and just say, okay, I, you know, I'm going to dial it down and because um, I, I need to be heard, but my point isn't getting heard for some reason. We've got to figure out ways to transition through this as we're having the conversations. Mm-hmm. So we're headed that way. That's where we're headed. And I believe, to me, this is going to bring a level of maturity to the body of Christ that we have not yet seen. Um, now, I know there have been places and in, in times where this has maybe happened here or there, but can we start a movement where people begin to do this on a regular basis, where we stop trying to win the argument and we start trying to find what's the real truth? I'd rather have the truth than win the argument. So, so 
with that being said, anybody got anything else to add before we... That wasn't even on the, the docket for the day, so that was <laughs> icing on the cake. Tom, um, right there. You were, um, and you were talking about truth, and you know how truth can be like information, and so my information is more valid than your information, so then it becomes like a... Tug of war. Yeah, yeah of whose yeah. truth is... Is, yeah. Is sure. And I was just going to, I know that a uh, friend of Miles, he'd seen a vision of a, and that, that does this truth win? His vision was of a, I forget whether it was a sign, but it was a, that love wins. Yes. So even the, 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 yeah. the, whether it be felt theological or even revelation in the end, even with all the chaos that's going on right now with all the turmoil and frequencies that are flying around of different opinions and this and that and whatever your insight is that we know that love will win yeah right so it's right. I, I find that um, comforting to keep that in mind in the midst of chaos just like okay so love's gonna win so I want to be in alignment with love yes right yeah because you want to be on the winning side <laughs> well and that's the thing too I mean there's there there will come revelation of plumb lines that are going to be um, held very highly. So to me, love is gonna be kind of at the top of the list because if you're trying to align with what is truth, well, if you don't have a plumb line to tell you, well, that truth needs to be leading us to greater love because if it's going the other way, <clears throat> then it's probably not the truth that we're looking for in this realm. <laughs> we're looking for the truth that leads us to love. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, and I would, I would say part of it is really putting on that lens of love when we're having that dialogue with another person. Because typically when we're in conversation, it's just the way we naturally have functioned is, you know, when we're, you're talking to me and you're presenting a point of view, my mind is automatically thinking about how I'm going to respond. But instead, just taking that pause and being able to look at you through the lens of love and being able to go, Father, what, what is the response that is needed? Mm -hmm. uh, and just one of the things that I plan to have at the round table are notepads. Because what you're saying right there as far as listening to the other person, you know, for me, I've got a zillion thoughts that are going through my mind as I'm listening. And the thing is, if I don't say it, and I get in trouble for this quite a bit, <laughs> because if I don't say it, I forget it. I just totally forget it. So having notepads, and that's what I do even on the shows now. When I'm doing a show, I've got a notepad there. So I'm writing down notes and thoughts because I know if I don't say it, I'll forget it generally. Uh, so I write it down. And then when I, after I've heard that person and, and maybe ask some clarification points, then I can go look at my notes to get some of those other thoughts that were there. So uh, just little case in point for future, uh, the future as we uh, do this. Come on, Janet. Okay. All right. No, I get nervous. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Um, I don't quite remember where it's taken from exactly this moment, but there's a scripture said we should be established in present truth. Mm -hmm. So that suggests to me that if there's present truth, there's previous truth. Yeah. And then there's future yeah. truth. Yes. So, um, I'm thinking that really the plumb line should be love. Yes. The scripture said again, by this shall all men know that we are his disciples yeah. if we have love for one another. That's what the scripture said. So 
the whole thing should be based on love. Mm -hmm. Love of God, love for ourselves, love for our brothers. So my understanding might be different from you because of where you came from. Yes. Yeah. It based on your your intellect, how you um how you see things, how things are being defined to you. So you might be saying something which is the truth, but it's not my truth yeah. because I'm not there yet. Yes. And yeah. because of that, um, because you might be there and you're comfortable with where you are, you're going to be dismissing me who are crawling to come <laughs> to where you at. But so it should be that all things glue together with love. Mm-hmm. That's only how we're going to attract the world that's looking for something different is by really our yep. love. Yeah. So some people are basic knowledge. Some people are still in, uh, in middle school. Yes. Some people are in high school. But some people are still, they're doing their PhD. But we, me being in basic school would not understand what you are understanding from a PhD level. Yeah. So... We, we have to be patient, <laughs> lovingly patient with each other. But so good. Yes. And so we'll all we'll make it together, <laughs> but it's by our love. Thank you. I love that. Beautiful. Janet, that, that is so key. And it's something that we are, um, you know, it, it's, it, there's a line that kind of has to be drawn. And unfortunately, it's subjective. It is very subjective. And part of that line is, you know, there's some things that you don't talk about when the kids are around. You know, so <clears throat> we do have to be careful about what we share, even from this standpoint. Um, so we will probably draw some lines. We may, we may, you know, there may be a conversation that begins to go down a road where, you know, we have to make a judgment call and just say, we got we to gotta stop this conversation because it's, you know... <laughs> we just we just need to, you know, and maybe it's for another group at another time, but there's going to have to be the three plumb lines. First plumb line, remember, is uh, Jesus is the way. He's the only way to the Father and, and, and eternal life. The second plumb line is love, honor, and respect. So, I mean, you nailed it. It is, it is a, it's a major plumb line that we have to have. And then the last one, the third one, is ask the Father. So those are already, those are being etched into the table. So those are burned into the table as well. So um, <clears throat> these are important things that we value. We hold them very highly. And uh, as we move forward, like you said, there's gonna, we're all going to be at different levels, and we need to love, honor, and respect everybody where they're at. And so out of that love, honor, and respect may mean that at times we'll cut a conversation off. And we just need to have mutual love honor and respect that if we do that you may have wanted to go on and, and really get into some you know b deeper meat and uh and but we have to make a call on that and so again i hope that you'll honor us respect us when we make those calls um and uh, it doesn't mean that we dislike or dishonor you know the people that are having those but like you said maybe going down a road that we're just we just feel most people aren't ready for yet we have a call and our call is to help people cross the bridge, you know, from, you know, being in the Christian box to having an actual strong spiritual relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so in order for us to be that bridge, we have to be careful that we're not scaring them away 
by some of the conversations that are going on. <laughs> and I think part of it too is being able to take a breath because um, sometimes we want to just jump to conclusions and we cut people off before they finish it fully expressing what their thoughts. What do you thoughts. mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so part of it is all of us practicing take a breath before we respond because it's so easy to just jump in without taking that time. And we've got some more comments here. Sometimes we just have to express ourselves and we are quiet but want to say something from time to time, and that's true. Um, we share in another, uh, we've gotten totally off from where we're headed, but I think this is okay. We, we um, might get to what we had planned on getting to. Um, about the differences in people, uh, about <laughs> there's the, the flowing stream, stream people, who just, they're just continuously talking. <laughs> and there's Can those you of believe us. That? <laughs> I'm making a call right now. I think this conversation. <laughs> and, and some of us are deep wells, and we are, we have to be drawn out with questions. And, <laughs> that is her. and there's that place where we pause, and it's not because we're done. But, you know, we're just taking a breath. <laughs> and so sometimes streams can jump in. And so in the process, we have to learn one another's how we communicate mm -hmm. so that we can flow together and honor one another, truly honor one another. Now, see, the beauty is doing things this way is that we can have some flow and that pause. She gets on me all the time because the few, you know, the times where she joins me on the show, well, the show... You know, the show is expected to keep going. And for me, a pause is like dead airspace. Jump in. And so, yeah, it's a little bit different. There are different circumstances for different situ situations. There we go. Um, and Anna says, when dancers swirl and turn, it manifests the Father spinning around us. It's beautiful. Shirley says, it's not about being right. It's about being loving. Yes. And Mary Rita says, I just remember the term face-to-face. -face. There are a lot of explanations or interpretations for that, but what I get is looking for God's face in everyone's. And that's really beautiful. And I, I want to say something more about face-to-face -face is a lot of times we have conversations on... See, I had to stream because I knew you were going to I'm learning how to stream a little more so I could get a word in edgewise. <laughs> So um, about this face-to-face -face thing is sometimes people will be like, um, particularly on Facebook, they're having a conversation on Facebook that is, and it gets way out of context and out of proportion. Um, one time Father said to me, you know, this scripture verse applied a little differently, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And so if we're having conversation, or if you know the conversation is going to be a little challenging, do it face to face. Um, do it on Zoom if you need to. But too often we've kind of done the more cowardly route of, well, I can express myself more, you know, by writing it out and so on. But there's so I much... add the word cowardly, because for some people that it, they communicate better. Okay. But go ahead. So, I, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but that place of... of when when we write things out, it can be taken so many different directions. When we're face to face, there can be that inflection mm -hmm. of the body language. Like, yes. 
<laughs> and all of that. So just encouragement in conversations, face-to-face -face as much as possible. I agree. I agree. Okay. So um, I was not getting on here. I, I figured there'd be somebody to say, Gil's ignoring her. He's getting on his phone while she's talking. No, I, it's actually part of what I got to share here in just a minute. So we have a few more. Do you want okay, to? Yeah, go ahead okay. while I find this. So Patty says, I'd rather have the truth than win the argument. That's good. And Peggy says, how do we define godly love? That has to be the foundation. And it's, it's challenging because, you know, and she asked later, what does that look like? Um, it, it is challenging in those places. I, I would say the biggest thing is really listening. A conversation, listening is really the foundation. Listening with love. Hearing the person's heart, not always necessarily what's coming out of their mouth. And being, being willing to ask questions and take it deeper instead of just trying to prove your point. Because yeah. things can escalate quickly um, when we're not doing that. I'm pausing. <laughs> and Amy says we have to exercise discernment also, and that is true. Yeah. So and this it, is... <laughs> it's hard to keep all of those in balance the street it is and what i was going to say is it is very complicated so this is not something easy that we're trying to step into it is so multifaceted and there's going to be so many different pieces that are going to come in um and again we will have to have lots and lots of grace for one another because there are going to be things that i think are going to come into this process that are going to blindside some of us and we were, we may be thinking, crud, you know, I thought th this was going somewhere and we were, I was getting somewhere. And then someone brings up another point and all of a sudden it feels like the whole rug's been yanked out from underneath of everything that's been done. So, and that, that can be very disillusioning, but it, it can happen. So we just need to hold everything loosely, hold everything loosely. And so I don't know if we want to get into our topic at this point or... No, maybe not. Maybe this is good for today. <laughs> um, I would I would say one more. Yeah, 20 minutes. Oh, I guess we could. I would say one more thing, and that is that also, also part of the, the conversation is not only what Janet shared about, you know, our, our journey, but also about what we're called to. And so what we find even in this movement is there's these disagreements in different sides, and it really has to do with different callings. A lot of it, yeah. And because one, one person is called to this area, this person is called to this area, and they go, oh, that area, no, 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 <laughs> that, that can't be true. And it's just that Father hasn't given them more revelation on it because it isn't part of their path. And so when we learn to respect one another and our journeys and what we're called to, and see it from a different facet. Yeah, so I mean, you're going to find some people are going to bring stuff up that you really have no interest in. But it's very, very valuable and important to them. But to love, honor, and respect the fact that God has given that to them as their mandate, and to honor them in that, not to minimize it. And it's like, well, my mandate's this. and it, No, it's, it's understanding that God's given them a mandate, and it's just as valuable as the one you have. But we all, you know, so we all have the same value in the body of Christ, but we have different responsibilities. 
So I think that's something that we really need to let that sink in and get through to us, that um, it's not about value. Everybody is valuable, but you have different functions. Mm -hmm. All of us have different functions. So, um, yeah. yeah, that'll work. Give me one second to get that. Get that. that hold on. Is it good? Is it good? Go ahead. Okay. okay. Um, it's interesting, you know, having this conversation about this uh, because there was, I hope this isn't too deep, but there was um, a narcissist that was in my life for a long period of time. And so many times, you know, like that person would cause me to shut down. And um, being in a situation where I'm no longer around that person, I keep going, but how how could I have made a positive impact? How could it have not impacted me negatively? Mm -hmm. And this morning I was pondering some other things and all of a sudden that person came up in my quiet time with the Lord and the Lord let me see that um, the person that I was I'm having this relationship with, I saw that person later on in life and it had already started, it hadn't manifested, but there was a root and a base that had already been established and the Lord was showing me that it had to do with value. Yes. Mm -hmm. That if someone, even at an early age, doesn't understand that they're valued, then they're always trying to prove themselves that they have value. And in yes. doing that, then they put other people down so that they feel like they have more value. And it's so, you know, someone was talking about discernment. It's so helpful to have, you know, Holy Spirit, the Lord, this, our governors help us with the discernment so that we can see, you know, this person is hurting. And so, you know, like you were saying, you have to have an, a good ear to listen to them. But at the same time, you can't just listen to yeah. them because then it feeds into the behavior that they learned over all this time of trying to prove their worth. And then you have to kindly let them know, now it's my turn to yes. share yes. so that they can learn how to listen to other people and not feel devalued in the process. And I don't know, it just became really deep for me. So I'm like scratching the surface right now on that topic. That is so good. And I really appreciate you sharing because I know that there are some of our listeners who are in relationship with narcissists or those types of people that are challenging. And uh, we don't have so, all the answers to that, exactly. but Father does. It's not going to be one shoe fits all as we're going through this. There may be answers that come up where the truth fits here, but that same truth won't work over here. So we do have to understand that there are different truths for different circumstances, for different people at different times. And um, we just can't use one blanket and throw it over everything and say it's all good. It's, this is not a simple process. It is very complex. Because it's not about being a doormat. And, you know, that's for, for each one of us learning how to be able to be fully us in the presence of other people and the situations that we've gone through. I have no idea why Father asked us to do this because the more and more as we are stepping further and further into it, I'm like, holy cow, Lord, what'd you get us into? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I have definitely been one to whatever Father says, I'm going for it. And uh, even if it means I'm sticking my hand in the, the snake's den, the lion's den, whatever it even is. Even if it gets messy, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Come on. Come to the mic. If it does get messy, it goes back to one of the plumb line. Ask the, the father. father. Yes. yes. Lovingly, we can come together and say, you might have a point, 
but let's hax the father. Yes. And then that yeah. settle it. Whatever he said is the right thing. Love yes. that. Yeah. It's so, so good. good. Thank, Thank you, you, Janet. But it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Leticia. Um, I'd like to share something that it's, it's not new because we've been talking about a few times and uh, something that is very important that we have to really, I think we're getting in the matureness to that, but we have to be aware that we all, the, that we all already have a relationship in the spirit. Mm -hmm. I've right, been really right. engaging in that. I've been really expanding in that a lot. Mm -hmm. And what I've been finding <coughs> out is that without you know, you have a conversations with people. Yes. Even before you know, you know, you see them. Just when you know that you're going to come and see Adina and Gil, your intern dialogue start come uh, have a conversation with these people under spirit. So. When you find these people, if your conversation was not well, like, oh, you know, I'm going to see her again, and she, I'm not, I don't like this, and she did this to me, or, oh, I'm <laughs> excited, oh, she's a nice, you know, that conversation is already star. Yes. <laughs> so that's a, that's a shift that we're, we're coming, we're going to step in, and we're going to, you know, we're going to be so successful. So I think it's like a week ago, it was about time to go to sleep, and I had a vision, and I shared with Nolan. I said, wait a second, I have a, I, I'm having a vision. I, I'm seeing Gil. So Gil was like, kind of like, it was some desk. I think he was in his studio room. And there's this gentleman came, and he was like wearing this red velvet dress, beautiful. And I say, what is that man doing with him? And he says to me, I'm trying to access his mind. Hmm. I say, ah, and who are you? It was Jesus. <laughs> he was really, but he says that he needs my help because he was trying to do some type of sediment, some type of a high, a really high switch. Uh -huh. And I just talked to Gil. I said, Gil, Jesus is here. He's trying to access part of your mind. Yes. And I can see that, that they change. So I've been practicing this a lot. And believe me, <laughs> it works. It works. Um, I've been practicing this with my kids, especially with my many. I, <laughs> I just came to the room in my in the spirit, and I just step in the tree of life and start speaking to him everything that, 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 that I see from Father's perspective. Hey, listen, you're just such a pure heart. You just self-motivate, and I can see his, in the morning, I can see the, the change. Yes. So I believe this is a step that uh, one part of the Bible says, until we all get and yeah. the spirit on the same faith. It's yeah. something that is going to happen, you know, once we really start engaging the oneness. When we know that we have the access and the spirit to talk to each other, yeah. you know, things are going to change a lot. Well, that, I think, Leticia, is going to be um, uh, something that we're going to experience when we start the conversations at the round table. Because I believe one of the things I really would love to uh, have us start doing is practicing. Practicing the engagement. We did this in, in one of our uh, small groups uh, that we have that meets online where we... We shut off our cameras and our microphones, and we engaged one another in the spirit, and then we came back to see if we were connecting. 
You know, so anyway, this practice, I believe Father's going to be sharing more and more with us the tools that we need in order to do this well. Because, you know, with everything going on with the internet, it's hard to tell if we are actually, um, you know, going to have the internet at our disposal when we need it. Uh, having parlors shut down and some things like that is really an eye-opener. And even recently, in the last couple of weeks, we've had Facebook take stuff off of our channel and it's like, what did we place up there that was worthy to be taken down? <laughs> it's like, well, did it have anything to do with love and honor? You know, violating their community standards? I don't know. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But, but it's happening. So we definitely want to, uh, well, number one, encourage everyone to, to go get on our newsletter. So if everything did get, get disconnected, hopefully through email, we can still get things to people, as well as get over on our website. Uh, we will, uh, if it's not already happening, I think this is live on our website as well as YouTube and Facebook. We haven't been putting people over there yet because we're still making changes. But get to the websites, get to these places where it's going to be safer. But in the meantime, I think in the round table, we'll have some discussions about how do we step into this place of... Um... <laughs> That's funny. I was sure... <laughs> But, but where we, we start talking about how do we practice this? Has anybody got any keys that are actually working that they can teach? Because, you know, I hear a lot of people out there talk about teaching, you know, trans, te you know, teleportation and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, if you're teaching it, can you do it right now? And I've not seen anybody that's been able to just mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. So, so it's hard to say I can teach it when they can't necessarily do it. We got lots of comments. Going. Okay. All right. <laughs> I wanted to get to the topic, um, but okay. Norma, go ahead, Norma. Norma, go ahead. I, um, I've been doing this for years because it works. I studied for years and years with Arthur Burke. He would come up to the San Francisco Bay Area and teach and train us. And it was fabulous. And for just a great tool, he has a book, Blessing Your Spirit with yes, Sylvia yeah. Gunther. Mm -hmm. And so I still use that. And I talk to my family. I call their spirit forward. And, you know, it's not witchcraft. It's not manipulation. It's just pouring out love, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I, I'll use some of Arthur Burke's um you know, topics. They're two, three pages long. They're very short, but I'll also do it there. You know, um, I have six children and one of my kids um, went through a transition where she was very broken and through a um, very manipulative life coach. She started really cutting me off and telling me what a horrible person and parent I was. Um, she did one session and it just ripped my heart out. And she said, now you can't speak. I'm just going to unload. And it was very, very painful. Um, all I could do was weep. Well, she apologized the next day. It was like she was in control, being controlled by a spirit. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even her own voice. And then the next day she apologized. And then another time she came at me again, right in front of my granddaughter, our granddaughter. Um, in our backyard and I said hey hang on a sec I have to go to the bathroom which I really did hold that thought I went in and the Lord said you know I started praying in the spirit and he said speak to her spirit yeah. and so I did and it was when I came back into the backyard her whole demeanor and spirit had shifted from one of you know blaming and shaming and into she just looked at me and she says 
mom, you're just so beautiful. I was like, okay, okay, it works. It works. So yeah, I I do that a lot just because I want to set people up in their heart for a love connection. And I'm seeing it shift people that are aggressive or very much um, far left politically and Mm -hmm. just into this community of true love and acceptance and with all the plumb lines, I love your word and your three categories of plumb line. It, it, that's where it is at. It's it's really bringing people onto the Father's lap, yes. right into the congregation and kingdom of the the Holy Three. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Ashalush Kahakadesh, <laughs> and it's it's just it's we get to carry people, we get to carry people via their spirit out of the kingdom of darkness into the light yeah so. that's so, so good. good thank you norma and uh, uh go ahead oh, is, there's somebody else um regina says i have sent my angel to communicate with people and so there are different ways yeah. you know that we can yeah. do that and there's communicating with their spirit here and now and there's also communicating with their perfected self sometimes the per- communicating with your perfected someone else's perfected self is more about you being able to hear from them what they would really think and say if they were per, if they right were mind. in their right mind <laughs> yeah so that would be a, a great way of looking at it. but if you're needing to you know try to communicate with their spirit now uh that you know and i know adina does a lot of this especially even with the politicians you know again it's not witchcraft so you're not going and trying to control them but you're going and you're sharing with them truth whether they receive it or not is up to them. You know, so that's the pouring out, the pouring out of the love that's in you, that's flowing through you to them through the Father, or through you from the Father. Uh, Do you have some comments? Um, hold on. Norma, go ahead and finish real quick. and then. No, I wanted to just clarify something you just <clears throat> said, Gil, about the perfected self. I'm a therapist and I've been doing therapy a long time for, you know, um, synchronizing people to their different parts and then synchronizing people with the Lord. And some people are DID and very broken. And when you can get people to lower their guard and actually come into union with their perfected self, we call it the original self. And just to say in a, a sentence or two, basically we have an original self that in heaven, we agreed to the mission impossible and the Lord sent us here for that mission. And, you know, we agreed upon it. And what then happens is the enemy always tries to hurt hurt us sometimes in utero and, and past generational stuff. And so then we fracture into parts you know, parts that protect us, parts that function, parts that are emotional and yeah. very wounded. And, but getting people connected with their perfected self, their yes. authentic self, their original self that lived in heaven yeah. forever in the father. Um, it's, it's, I won't use the word magical. It's heavenly. It's divine. Yeah. Yeah. supernatural. Yeah. So That's I just good. wanted to help very clarify good. that. Thank you, Norma. Uh, Sheila, go ahead. Um, yeah, I wanted you guys to speak to the, uh, I guess, conundrum, if you will, for those who are on the edges of the community here, but don't yet know how they feel about Jesus. They may know who Jesus is, but they can't really say 
yes, I believe in him. But all the other stuff they're really drawn to. So mm -hmm. what do we do? I'm just going to say one folks? short thing because that's a whole other good conversation to have. But me personally, I would just be sharing with them the love of Jesus through your actions, your words, and everything else because I don't think that... You know, when when you're out on the street corner and you see those people with the Bible and they're telling you got to you know receive Jesus now or go to hell and that, that kind of stuff, that's not helping. You know, when we are able to just share the love of Jesus and agree with them and everything that is the love of Jesus and the love of God, that love, that love, you can't have that love without God. Love doesn't come from anywhere but God. So. You know, there's, there's a lot of New Agers and a lot of other people that love better than Christians. And I don't want to, I've seen New Agers, I've not seen them, but I've heard of New Agers getting converted over to Christianity and they lose their love that they had because now they're in this condemnation, judgment type environment and it gets sucked out of them versus being able to walk in a freedom of love. And I'd rather see people walking in the freedom of love where they're connected to Jesus in the Spirit, even though they may not call him by that specific name. So then that may be pretty radical for a lot of people, but that, that you know, there's going to be a lot of people in heaven who never heard the name of Jesus. You know, Romans chapter 1, I think, is pretty clear on that. And I think that that's part of just to clarify, you know, our plumb line of, you know, Jesus is the only way is that mm -hmm. is a philosophical <clears throat> belief that we hold that Jesus is the only way, period. That doesn't mean that we're excluding people who aren't, uh, don't know him, you know, um, but the, it, again, it's an extremely, we could probably spend weeks on that conversation alone <laughs> because, you know, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced there's Hindus and there's Buddhists that, uh, know and display the love of God better than Christians and that they'd probably get into heaven before a lot of Christians. And I, I don't even believe in that whole statement, period. But, but just making the point that there's a lot of people that love better than Christians do, and yet we're, we're the ones that supposedly know the one true God. Well, if we're if we're represent, and that's the yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a whole <laughs> road that man. If we go down, we we won't come back up for air for a while. Maybe and I really week. here's the thing: is I won't be back on the show for probably three weeks. Yeah, I would like to make this one statement because uh, somebody I know is watching that made a comment on Facebook, made a very long comment, and I wanted to address this because uh, I think it's important. And then. Maybe some week when we get back, we can address it. Is that okay? Because we're kind of out of time. <clears throat> we are out of time. Yeah. I, and I apologize. Uh, I mean, we don't have... To... Raise of hands. Who's so hungry they have to go? Or need... We can, we can end it or we can keep going for a little bit. We don't have to end right now. There's nothing that says we have to end right now. Keep um... going. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to go a lot longer, but I, I do want to finish this. So if you can bring this slide up, this is this, this is, is the, the what what we were talking about. Um, expectant, expectation versus expectancy. The the principle here is is extremely life changing, and I just really go ahead and switch it back. Um, the the point of this is when you. When we take our expectations and we put those onto God, we are very likely to get disappointed. 
when we have an expectancy. So in other words, I believe that God is a good God. I believe that he loves me and he has my best in mind. And therefore, whatever's happening around me, to me, and in me is his work at an effort to bring my best. Now, that may mean he's working something in me or he's working something out of me that needs to be done. And it may not feel that great, but it's for my best. But I have an expectancy that he is a loving God and he loves me. And therefore, whatever is coming is going to be good. And, and I just need, if I learn to flow, and that's a key word, I think, for this age, that we learn to flow. You can't flow when you have an expectation. Because if you have an expectation, you've got a goal. A goal is like a singular line with a point here where it starts and a point here where it ends, and that's your linear line of an expectation. Expectancy is more like the spiral of glory to glory to glory to glory. It just keeps going and keeps turning and keeps, it's free and it's open, but it's just that expectancy. Now, the thing that somebody had asked is, how do you do that? Well, um, number one, I put down, hold everything loosely. Number one, I know a lot of people got a lot of revelations and, and thought God had said to them certain things. And, you know, um, and I want to be careful that I don't say who it is. You know, there, but there's a lot of people that were, um, and I'm going to say this because we do know at least three or four people that were running for office and, and not one of them got in. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that they were wrong to run for office? I would say that it was right that they were being obedient to run for office. But did God say that you will win? That's another thing. And if someone has the expectation that God said, I'm going to win, well, now you've got to talk, think about your theology and what you think of God. Is God sovereign? And is he actually in control? Because if I have, if I take and I place that expectation onto God that uh, you said I was going to win and I didn't win, now I'm disappointed. I can even be angry because I didn't win. And, and so wh what do I do with that? Well, either God was wrong or God's not powerful enough to make it happen. Or either I misinterpreted. So you got to choose. Wh what do you believe? Yeah, and I would just add, we're walking through this kind of this expectation versus expectancy in that our plans are that you're going to go to Panama and I'm going to go to Florida this next weekend. But with everything that's going on, it's a good possibility that... Neither one of them happened. <laughs> and, and so in everything in life right now, there's just a lot of this... Um, and if you can hold everything loosely, then you get to flow with it. So if I have this expectation that I'm going to absolutely go to Panama and I'm going to get there and do this, 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 and this, then uh, I am probably lining myself up for some disappointments along the way. If I go with an expectancy of God's good, and if I get there, then even if it's challenging, even if I get there and, you know, there's, there's, I, I've thought about the things that could go wrong. And it's like, okay, God, I'm trusting you that these things aren't <laughs> going to go wrong. But even if they do go wrong, what's he doing in it? He's building my character. And he has allowed me to be tested to the point where I'm like, my back is up against the wall and I'm not responding well. <laughs> and, and I got, and it's like, but he's exposing that in me. And therefore, I get to work on it. I get to... So it's all good. And, and so we're all going through this, and it's not that we're going through this perfectly. Right. I mean, we're, right. you know... We want to get better. some expectations, and 
you know, we, we've had to... I wasn't planning to go this early, and I wasn't planning to spend 10 days there by myself, twiddling my thumbs, figuring out what to do. But again, because of passport things, I've got to go early if I'm going to go at all. And there's a lot of other stuff that's involved in all that. But Tom, help us. It was reminding me of, you know, I listened to Joseph Sturgeon talk, and I don't know if it was in one of his books or him just sharing about the Lord told him to start a business. Mm-hmm. And the business failed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his expectancy obviously was, well, the Lord, you know, yeah, and all of the six was, you know, this business will succeed. But the Lord was using the business to work on him. Yes. Yes. So it yes. was a process. So the Lord exactly this. I mean, this uh, this, this uh, it's a big thing. I know I've heard Ian Clayton talk about surrendering and being a living sacrifice. And so the idea of projecting an expectation of what's going to yeah. come out of something. And my God, that gets us in so much trouble because the Lord is, we're all in a process of transformation and the Lord uses all kinds of circumstances and pressures to bring us into more into maturity. <clears throat> and it gets back to, is our eye upon the Lord right. in this relationship okay. or is it upon these goals and things and yes. even truths, you name it. It's, it's See, and that that's a major key right there, Tom, because the thing is, if we take the a word that we get from the lord and we put an expectation onto the father there's several things that are happening there number one we're expecting him to perform to do what we think is right and number two we're probably making an idol out of that thing that he said we would get rather than keeping our eyes on him expectancy keeps your focus on him and on his goodness an expectation you can make an idol out of, yeah. and then you're playing. And that was interesting because just this week we had a, a, an encounter, and one of the things Father said, and I didn't get it. I wasn't getting it at first. He said to me, and I shared it with the group, um, I don't have to perform for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was going to share, and this is more of a maybe a you know, personal thing. So, so you know, the, the Lord... W- w- Directed, you know, you know where where Diane and I came into a relationship, got married, and she had expectations, <laughs> and so now fortunately I didn't because I, I I knew, <laughs> so she had to. Oh, okay, marriage counseling coming up next. <laughs> so she. You know, now, so let's talk, and talking about this, these romantic movies, if you watch too many romantic movies, it creates an expectation of what relationship is like, and it's not necessarily good, because it, it'll create a wrong expectation of the reality of being in a relationship, and, it, and it, so then people go into relationship with expectation, and it's not based on reality, it's based on a projection of an ideal that, that some writers created so, but I, I'm sharing that with the idea that she had to go through some, she's gone through some significant, you know, just challenges be, being disappointed. Diane, were you disillusioned with what you got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. You know, like, his perspective is mine. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe this is a subjective judgment call. We stop this conversation. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, let me finish two more points. <laughs> We're going to oh. shift from that a little bit. So oh, here's the thing. Raised hands. 
okay, so here's let me finish and then and then we'll continue <laughs> on. But but here's the other thing: we have to also, you know, double check. I have to double check my expectancy on the Father because I can tell you that before we got in this movement and before God showed me how I needed to love myself and and all this stuff that has really changed my life, I had a different expectancy from the Father. I literally, I mean, I, I there was a season where I tried to be an atheist because I felt like God hated me so much that He just you know, I felt like every time I was about to get on my feet, you know, financially, he'd just go, ping, there goes Gil. <laughs> That's what I felt like. Um, so my expectancy was bad. And so if I'm living with that expectancy, guess what? Bad I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. So I do have to check my expectancy to make sure that I am in a loving relationship of trust with the Father. And if I'm not, then Father, please, I need to repent. Show me where I need to repent. So I can come back into alignment with a loving God and then have that expectancy that these things are going to flow toward me. I love this, too, that if I approach life with an expectancy and rather than an expectation, if I have an expectation that I'm going to get this this way at this time, yeah. that's, one, that's one outcome. That is just one outcome when the Father probably has a zillion yeah. different outcomes, and, and most of them are probably better than that one expectation and ways that of I doing have. Things. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and then the last one is, is the oneness, is, is in operating in expectancy that, I, that I'm learning to live in oneness. Because if I, I'm going to read this part, um, it requires a flow. Okay, oneness requires a flow. Um, we have to learn to trust Father as well as move together in Him to do our part in his body. It is a beautiful dance we all do together as one, giving and receiving in this dance from him and all of creation, one another, you know, and, and one another. Um, and it can be very challenging to flow when we get hung up on our own expectations. So expectancy is a life changer. It's a game changer if we can learn to live from that place. Positive expectancy. <clears throat> and it goes and it really flies in the face of all the corporate, you know, teachings of you got to get your vision and your mission and your goals and you got to go after those. I can, I can show you how that is just setting you up for failure. I can show you how that is setting you up for failure. And that's another conversation for another time. But it, it really does. Keep opening up all these conversations. <clears throat> I know. It's, yeah, and then I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, Sheila, and then. Yeah, go ahead, Sheila. <clears throat> May I say something? Oh, go ahead. I'm not sure who's talking. Go ahead. Well, um, this is this is a, a word that is just bubbling in me, and uh, it's, it's a lot to talk about, but um, when the Lord said, everything is done, by him and for him by him and for him so that's the unity i mean when we think about yeah everything what we do it's for him what is our purpose in life it's for him yes it is for him and this this is the the um, how can i say the the cross and the dying to the self. When we get to that point, that's good. To be to be one, to be one in Him. Very and good. of course, I mean, um, we do that also by having His His word, His truth, uh, washing everything that is not from Him out. Yes, Very good. Uh, it's 
it's something that we we have to meditate maybe a lifetime yeah <laughs> it does yeah agree mm, thank, thank you. you appreciate thank that you. uh sheila are you there okay letty uh, oh here's sheila oh. Go ahead, Sheila. No, I was just saying you already got to me. So oh, okay. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. Your Let's hand's still up. Okay. Letty? Letty, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share that I, I really liked that, that saying, you know, to have an expectancy instead of an expectation. Uh, it just, I mean, I feel like, you know, both can be useful in, in, you know, creating our reality, framing our desire and stuff like that. But, um, but an expectancy is so much more powerful because to you know to me it kind of just you know it resonated with the idea of like creating an atmosphere around myself around my life you know just you know general of life and you know blessing and, and all that you know all that good stuff and and so you know i think you you mentioned it before how like if something goes wrong you know our expect our expectancy isn't met then or our expectation isn't met you know then a lot of times people are like oh i was missing in my faith you know i was a lot of people have lost you know, faith maybe over, i yeah. maybe i sinned or whatever you know and took me out of the flow but but with an expectancy it totally throws that out of the window and it's like no you whatever happens in your life you just include that in the equation of love part of the goodness. journey Right. And it's, you know, it's all, it's like, oh, you know, I, I missed my flight or whatever. And a lot of people be like, man, you know, I should have been paying more attention. I should have been doing this or that or that. But with an expectancy, you're like, oh man, well, you know, you know, God's God saved me from something horrible maybe, or, you know, he, or he's testing my character. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, that too. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a powerful teaching. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Nolan. All right. Shall we wrap it we up will, or is there anything? We will wrap it up. Okay. Many more conversations <laughs> come. We so love each and every one of you and just bless you. And that in these times that may seem chaotic and uncertain, we have a firm foundation and we have an expectancy of good that Father is doing. This is one of the greatest times to be living in, yeah. and we have a part in it as we release yeah. the positive frequency of love and not fear. All right. Love you all. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for your support. We, we yes. really have been so appreciating that. And, um, you know, we've got a, a team of 10 people that are actually working either as volunteers or... Um, uh, mm -hmm. it, we have some paid staff, but 10 people that are helping. And the thing is, we're growing <laughs> quite a bit. And we actually need a, a tech assistant for our tech director. And we need an <laughs> admin assistant for our admin. So if anybody's out there who is interested in joining our team, please let us know. Uh, we will do you know kind of an application process yeah. and so forth. But uh, we are growing. We appreciate your support financially as well as whatever you can put into the mix. And we believe that the word that we're getting out will change the world. So, so just encourage you, those on Zoom, to keep the conversation going. And those of you who are heard.